from Indianapolis with an eye on every corner of the state. This is IBJ Media's Inside Indiana Business with Gary Dick. Presented by Elevate Ventures and Indiana University. Smooth sailing ahead for Indiana innovators. How a new state-of-the-art bridge could be the key driver to push Hoosier tech and research to the next level. Up, up, and away. Spring breakers heading south to soak up the sun. The annual frenzy to get out of Dodge. And the big numbers landing at Indianapolis International Airport. Given the fact that I have a disease that progressively declines to a, a point where I'm no longer the person that I used to be. New hope for Alzheimer's patients like Jeff. How Indiana researchers are making progress in catching the disease early. Welcome to Inside Indiana Business. I'm Gary Dick, coming to you this week from one of the state's key entrepreneurial and innovation hubs, 16 Tech, on the near northwest side of downtown Indianapolis. What you are hearing and seeing, these are the sights and sounds of progress. 16 Tech has been years in the making. It is a hop, skip and a jump to one of Central Indiana's premier medical corridors. But Fall Creek stands in the way of connecting to Eskenazi, the IU medical campus, the what will be Indiana University, Indianapolis, Purdue, Indianapolis as well. The solution is a $20 million state-of-the-art bridge linking Indiana innovation to Hoosier Healthcare. The structure itself is built as a first of its kind in the United States, a bridge that will have more room for people than cars, and yes, serve as a new signature piece to showcase the downtown Indianapolis skyline. It will be the signature piece of the 16 Tech Innovation District. A $20 million bridge, described as the first of its kind in the nation, providing a critical link between the innovators, makers, and researchers at 16 Tech and Indy's burgeoning research and medical corridor across Fall Creek. Today really represents that 16 Tech is here to stay. It's no longer a question. The vision of an innovation district in our city is, you acknowledge, is one that has more than 20 years of history. And it's a vision that required a lot of support, uh, patience, and persistence. And it had quite a few hurdles in the past as well. And we've overcome a lot of those. And the, the project that we're breaking ground on today solidifies the fact that 16 Tech is a part of our down, downtown ecosystem. It's a part of the near west and near northwest neighborhoods and the physical connection which will come from the bridge to our hospitals, to the IU Indianapolis, Purdue and Indianapolis campuses is really significant to catalyzing the further growth and development of 16 Tech. 16 Tech CEO Emily Kruger says connecting the district to the new IU Indianapolis and Purdue Indianapolis campuses will also be critical to the state's talent attraction efforts. The connection between IU Indianapolis and Purdue and Indianapolis cannot be underestimated in terms of its importance to 16 Tech. We're creating a connection to our research assets, two of our tier one research universities who have incredible strengths. And they're two of six universities that have a presence right now in 16 Tech. It's important that there be places where students can interact with industry that helps them in their academic success. It also helps 
show what a great place Indianapolis is, not just to go to school, but to stay, and a depth of opportunities that are here that can shape one's career. That makes this bridge part of a downtown that is truly becoming more livable, more vibrant for all. For Indianapolis Mayor Joe Hogsett, 16 Tech is part of a cascade of high-profile projects poised to help write Indy's post-COVID story. Bottle works in the northeast corner, 16 Tech here on the northwest side. Let's not forget about the IU Health Hospital. Then when you go down to the Elanco uh, headquarters coming out of the ground, whatever happens at uh, 11 Park. Uh, and then on the southeast uh, side of the city, we've got Jail 1, Jail 2. We've got the redone uh, Gamebridge Fieldhouse. There's just a lot of things that are already started and will continue to develop over the next four or five years. Well, 16 Check is much more than a place for creative minds and innovation. It is quickly becoming a destination for food and drink. There's also the design of this $20 million bridge that uh, officials here say will be world class. More on both those stories when we come back. Welcome back to Inside Indiana Business, coming to you this week from the 16 Tech Innovation District on the near northwest side of Indianapolis. And certainly you can hear the progress being made on a new $20 million bridge, now officially under construction. A bridge that will span Fall Creek, connecting 16 Tech and the uh, IU Medical Campus, what will be IU Indianapolis, uh, Purdue Indianapolis as well. There's a lot of buzz about this bridge project and the greater project of 16 Tech. For more on those stories, we send it across the way to the app where Mary Rachel Redmond is standing by. Mary Rachel. Well, Gary, in just two short years, the AMP has become quite the spot with an eclectic mix of local culinary and retail joints, really unlike anything you'll find in the Circle City. Our Blainberries are getting ready to be in the Food Network magazine. Everything from a natural drink and CMOS bar to self-service pinball and a contemporary barber, just to name a few. Each business housed in these colorful shipping containers. Quite the innovative space that, believe it or not, is the former service bay of the Indianapolis Water Company, a structure that dates all the way back to the early 1900s. And speaking of structures, the new bridge being built is going to be somewhat of an architectural marvel. The 342-foot-long suspension bridge isn't just your average suspension bridge. The rope-like cables you typically see, like with the San Francisco Golden Gate Bridge will be replaced with flat steel plates, the first of its kind in the U.S. and likely the world, a bridge completely 100% unique to the city of Indianapolis. There are very few American cities that have kind of this extraordinarily like verdant bucolic landscape where you can be nestled in a creek with trees around and you barely see or hear the city. It's extraordinary. And so we wanted the bridge to celebrate that. So it's not this thing you rush past, but that you actually wanted to go to and be in, you know, a lunch break, a coffee break, just to get away from, you know, the hustle and bustle in life. Our communities have gotten disconnected and now we're even more disconnected because of social media. So the bridge is a much 
much more than getting from point A to point B. It's about reconnecting our communities. And that was something that was very clear when we interacted with communities here, that they wanted to feel reconnected to not just economic life of the city, but just the social and cultural life of the city. And how does everyone feel like it's one Indianapolis? And I think the bridge represents that, that attempt to knit the city back together. Construction of the bridge is expected to be complete in summer 2024. A lot to look forward to in downtown Indy. Here's what's making news around Indiana, brought to you by the Indiana Association of Realtors, Indiana's 21,000 realtors, the neighbors you know, the experts you can count on. LA's loss, Indiana's gain. FedEx closing down its facility in Los Angeles and moving operations to Indianapolis. No word yet on what's next for the 400 FedEx workers at LAX. Texas-based Al Kagan revving up its silicon battery component operations in New Carlisle. It's the same community in northern Indiana lobbying GM to build a massive new EV battery plant there. Decision on that project still in limbo. Another new push to get more nurses in the workforce. Cameron Memorial Community Hospital in Angola teaming up with Trine University, constructing a new educational nursing facility on the hospital's campus. Three South Central Indiana counties banding together to tackle climate change. Leaders from Bloomington, Columbus and Nashville recently launched Project 46, a regional effort to establish policies to deal with shifts in the environment. Indiana's oldest operating mill marking a major milestone this summer. The Bridgeton Mill in Park County celebrating 200 years in business. It's been going strong since 1823 and is the oldest operating mill in the Hoosier State. All right, Mary Rachel, thank you. Certainly lots going on uh, here at 16 Tech. Well, it's up, up and away for spring breakers. How Indianapolis International Airport is handling near record numbers of travelers, plus the latest on efforts to land a direct flight from Indy to Europe. Back in studio after the break to talk all things airport. At PNC Bank, we're committed to making a difference in the lives of our customers and communities by helping them move forward financially. As a Main Street Bank, we try to do right by our customers with every encounter. Our local teams offer personalized financial advice to help guide you in making the best decision. We're proud to be part of your community. PNC Bank. See how we can make a difference for you at PNC.com. Copyright 2022, the PNC Financial Services Group Bank, all rights reserved. Well, it looks pretty tempting around this time of year to be sure that tug to put Indiana winter into the rearview mirror and head south to soak up the sun and surf. And Hoosiers are heading out of town in droves, large crowds, long lines, large crowds at the airport uh, and beyond. A lot of hustle bustle. It all adds up to the annual spring break surge at Indianapolis International Airport, which this year is expected to hit busy uh, with a capital B. Travelers packing planes in record numbers. For more now on what it means to the airport and its bottom line, pleased to be joined by Airport Executive Director Mario Rodriguez uh, coming to us from the airport. Uh, thanks for joining us, Mario. Gary, it's an honor to be here with you. It's it's always great to be on your show. Hey, you know, in the sports world, it's called flexing, you know, showing the awards, showing the hardware. I think that's what you're doing right now, right? 11 that's years what we do. Yeah, 11 years yeah, in a row with the best airport this- in North America. 
And we had these wonderful banners right behind me that said 10 years, but we decided to stick another thing on top of it because we want one more year. We want to reuse the banner. Yeah. Hey, uh, this has been a couple of tough years for the airline industry, certainly with the pandemic, but certainly a lot of signs that the industry is coming out of it. Uh, spring break, very, very busy time at the airport. How, how is business? As I understand it, business is up when you compare it to, to peer airports uh, here in the Midwest. Oh, absolutely. We're about 10% ahead of our peer airports. Last year in 2022, this airport moved eight and a half million passengers. And as a matter of fact, you said it was busy. Today is the busiest day this airport has ever had. Wow. It's We're nearing about 40,000 uh, 40, passengers today. About 19 to 20 outbound and 19 to 20 inbound, which is it's breaking all records. And although the longest line and I caution everybody, the longest line has only been 25 minutes because we're very efficient. Please get to the airport a little bit earlier yeah. because it takes a little bit longer to park and it takes a little bit longer to get to the, to, to the TSA line. Yeah, certainly uh, consumer uh, travel uh, is uh, is driving a lot of the activity there. Business travel, very important uh, as well. There was some news. Uh, well, first of all, I want to ask you about uh, the number of flights, nonstop flights. The nonstop is always a big issue here in Indianapolis. Where does all that stand right now? Well, right now, we're, we're trending in a good direction. We got 46 nonstops, a total of 130 flights per day, uh, all over the United States, including Mexico and Canada, which are very, very strong markets. We continue to look uh, east towards Europe, and that seems to be solidifying as days go on. We get more business travel and it's starting to look better and better. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that. Uh, the news broke uh, recently or fairly recently that Cincinnati did land that that nonstop uh, to uh, London that Indianapolis certainly wanted. Talk about that. I know it doesn't mean a nonstop to Europe is dead right now. Oh, no, no, not, not at all. And between the state, the city, ourselves, we're, we're really focusing in on making sure we reestablish service to Europe. And we have the backing of our business community, of our wonderful business community, which is extremely strong. I believe it's only a matter of time until we reestablish service. We're looking at Air France for a Paris trip. We're also looking at Lufthansa for a flight to Frankfurt and also uh, British Airways to London. So we're touching base with all those airlines and their partners to make sure that they view us as a very strong market. We're actually a $1.6 billion market for the airlines, which is in all, with all stretches of the imagination, it's, it's, a, it's a chunk of change. In other words, the airlines draw almost $1.6 billion out of this market. Lots happening at Indianapolis International. Keep an eye on that uh, international flight uh, as well. I know uh, a new uh, new runway and in uh, parking garage. We'll talk about that later. Mario Rodriguez, thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you very much, Gary. All right. Well, small and mid-sized businesses in Indiana, listen up. The U.S. Navy wants you to share in nearly $2 billion in contracts. As many as 200 businesses from around the nation will be in French Lick April 11th for the uh, Naval Surface Warfare Center Cranes 24th Annual Bindietta Expo. A chance for Hoosier companies to connect one-on-one -on -one with companies that support Crane from all over the nation. The goal to put more cash in Hoosier pockets. I always view it as a, a very efficient way for for small and non-traditional businesses to conduct that that business development with the government because you're going to have 
federal employees and and you know government folks there but as well as current uh current support contractors uh all all in one room with an opportunity to engage and and develop relationships um in an attempt to work directly or indirectly with with the navy at crane in fiscal 2022 crane doled out 1.9 billion dollars in contracts that number expected to grow in 23. Coming up next, the ugly and costly reality of Alzheimer's. You okay? <laughs> yeah, couldn't remember where the tea bags were. <laughs> Two Indiana healthcare giants teaming up to help people like Adam. The importance of diagnosing Alzheimer's early. And in this week's IBJ Beach Time in central Indiana, just in time for spring break, the City of Fishers opening Geist Waterfront Park, the first and only public access point on the reservoir. More on the $27 million park and all it has to offer in this week's IBJ. And our Engage Indiana series, really a great series. It spans the state with seven regional events, all focused on advancing the future of Indiana. Join us at Engage Southwest Indiana in Evansville. That's Tuesday, April 11. And then don't miss Engage Northwest Indiana in Valparaiso, Tuesday, April 25th. Much more information at ibj.com engage. Two Indianapolis powerhouses are joining forces to improve how doctors diagnose Alzheimer's disease. Business of Health reporter Kylie Villa here more with uh, what really I think is a pretty big story. That's right, Gary. It is a big story. Mm -hmm. Alzheimer's is notoriously difficult to diagnose, and it's often not found until years after the brain has already started to change. Roche and Indianapolis-based Eli Lilly and company are teaming up to create a routine blood test that could help spot the disease earlier. With its North American headquarters in Indianapolis, Roche Diagnostics says the collaboration will accelerate the development of its Alexis and amyloid plasma panel. Uh, typically, doctors do a PET scan to look for the buildup of amyloid protein in the brain to diagnose Alzheimer's, but Roche says the tool would be able to find the same amyloid protein in the blood. Roche Vice President of Medical and Scientific Affairs, Dr. Corinne Fonts, says this could help get a diagnosis earlier. Those who are diagnosed typically wait an average of nearly three years. Because it is very similar to what is in the PET scans, we're detecting the same thing in the blood that you can see on a PET scan. That makes it um, much more accessible to get a blood collection at a local institution and anybody can do that. Not all institutions have PET scanners. So this makes it more accessible. In addition to that, having it in this format of a blood test allows um, you know every hospital to, to offer this. Every hospital that has the Roche instruments to do this testing would be able to offer this test. Roche says the routine blood test would show if a patient should go on to further tests to confirm a diagnosis. The FDA has given it breakthrough device designation to speed its development. Purdue University students are getting closer to earning a patent on a wheelchair design that would make it much easier for people with disabilities to navigate busy airports. The team's prototype won an FAA competition for students. The current standard for travelers with limited mobility is to transfer between wheelchairs, airport buggies, and aisle chairs when boarding an airplane. The Boilermakers have designed a wheelchair that would replace all three, so the person would never need to be transferred. And the base of the wheelchair also contracts so it can pass through narrow plane aisles. Purdue Polytechnic robotics engineering student Jack Moran says perfecting the prototype was the most challenging part. 
It's really easy to lay something out in CAD. It's another thing entirely to throw it on the laser cutter, get all these pieces cut out, bolt it all together, make sure it's all tight, you know, adjust the fits to make sure that we're not interfering with the wheels. It's all those little details that you don't think about when you first design something that you know you get to learn about when you're actually building it. And I think that's one of the things that really makes a good engineer. The team says the person traveling would no longer need to rely on airport ushers or loved ones to transfer them. Purdue's Office of Technology Commercialization has applied for a patent and is seeking industry partners to further develop the design. Really an ingenious innovation by the folks at Purdue. Leave it to Boilermakers. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you never really think about all the transfers that have to happen and to do that all from one seat from the car to the airport to the plane is great. Quickly back on that uh, Lily Roche Alzheimer's uh, deal. The key is that, that early detection, right, that, that really helps treatment. It does. It opens the door. Finding it early opens the door to better treatment. There are new treatments coming out. In fact, one was just approved in January, but it's to treat Alzheimer's in its early stages. Mm -hmm. So you have to find it early. Great stuff as always. Thanks, Kylie. Thank you, Gary. All right. Well, Angie Hicks uh, didn't think she had the chops to make a run in the business world. Not only did she make a run, she really did hit it out of the park. The Fort Wayne native and co-founder of Angie's List, my guest this week on the Business and Beyond podcast. Hicks has come a long way from those early days in Columbus, Ohio, when she was hustling her home and lawn service door to door. There were a lot of doors uh, shut in my face, uh, and you know, and, and when I reflect back on that time, you know, one, we knew that it was never, we were never going to scale the business. It was dependent on me to do the sales, which is fine. <laughs> you got to know what you bring and know what you don't bring, and that I did not bring. Uh, and and it was it was character building, and it helped me figure out how to get through doing things that I don't enjoy doing. Because I think a lot of people, you know, are really successful, but there's always things in their role that they don't enjoy doing. Much more with Angie Hicks on the Business and Beyond podcast. You can find it starting Monday at InsideIndianaBusiness.com. That's all the time we have for this edition of Inside Indiana Business. Uh, great time to leave uh, our show this week with images of Indianapolis captured by our chief photographer, Clint Erbacher. I'm Gary Dick. Go out and make it a successful week. Thank you for listening to the Inside Indiana Business Television podcast. Remember, you can get the latest business news from every corner of the state at InsideIndianaBusiness.com. I'm Gary Dick. Go out and make it a successful week.